The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of him went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their chests, treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. discovered over the four years that sometimes as a priest I have to in some ways prove my humanity. Sometimes people think that we're from outer space or something. That, you know, when we were born, that there was light coming out my mother's womb, and then there's angels singing, and I came out blessing in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. No, I didn't come out like that at all. I came out like all of you, kicking and screaming. And so when I was a young kid, I went to church with my parents because they forced me to go, but I never personally really believed. I wouldn't call myself an atheist. I didn't disbelieve God, but I didn't really care about God. I was more agnostic or apathetic. And that changed for me one day when a priest introduced me to a school called the Seminary of Christ the King. It's a boarding school at a monastery, basically. And for whatever reason, at that time in my life in grade nine, I left the province, I left my family, I left my friends, I left all my material comforts at home. I went to this school where you had to wake up at 5.45 a.m. every day. I had to go to mass every day, we prayed every day. There was no TV, there was no video games, there was no junk food. Those were the important things in my life at that point. But that experience changed my life forever. But when I reflect back on that experience, I wonder to myself, why did I go? I didn't have any faith, but I still went to this school. And when I think of my own journey, I think of the journey of the Magi as well too. See, the Magi were on a very similar journey. They went off to this far off land, this mysterious, unknown journey, 
Not sure why they were going, but there was some goal of this child in mind that they were seeking. And so their journey is very similar, maybe even to ours. But what's really interesting, many years ago, a, a kid in a youth group, he asked me this question about the Magi. He said, how did they know about Jesus? I'm like, wow, that's a good question. They're from the East. They're not Jewish people. And so how did they know about Jesus? How did they know about the star that would even lead them to Jesus? Right? Because in the, in the text it says, where is the child who is to be born king of the Jews? How did they know about this? And so after some research, after that question, I found out and I read Bishop Fulton Sheen, who wrote a book called The Life of Christ. And in the first chapter, he writes this very interesting argument. He says that Jesus is the only religious figure ever pre-announced. Ever. The only one. Not Muhammad, not Buddha, not Confucius, not Lao Tzu. None of them were pre-announced. Only Jesus. And his argument that he's trying to get across is that if God were to send his son into the world, he would prepare us for his coming. And so we would pre-announce his coming so that when he did come, it would be proof that this is the one sent by God. And so we know in the Jewish text that Jesus was pre-announced. In Micah chapter 5, as we heard in the gospel today, of his birth in Bethlehem. Psalm 22, in the manner of his death. And Isaiah chapter 53, of the reason of his death. And there are dozens and dozens more different prophecies about the coming of Jesus. But what Fulton Sheen makes, which is also very interesting, is that Jesus was pre-announced even in other cultures. For example, Tacitus, the Roman historian in the first century, he speaks about this general rumbling, this hearing that these ancient prophecies, that from Judea would come the master and ruler of the world. That's very interesting for a Roman to say that. Or if you look to the Greeks, Six centuries before the birth of Christ, in the work called the Prometheus, there's a quote which says, Look not to any end of this curse until God appears. And he will appear and he will carry on his own head the pangs of your sins vicarious. So fascinating. The Greeks were speaking of this God who would come and carry the sins of the people. And I think that's very interesting why the Magi brought the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Because gold represents a king, frankincense represents some worship that's given to God, and myrrh was used to bury a body. And so in some ways the Magi expected this God king to die. Why would they do and bring these gifts? Well, maybe it's because they knew of these ancient prophecies. In fact, Fulton Sheen quotes even from Suetonius, from Chinese prophecies as well too, from Socrates, from Plato, all hoping for this figure to come. And in some ways it speaks to this general desire of humanity for the coming of Christ. Maybe it wasn't explicit and as clear as the Jewish scriptures, but it speaks to this general longing for the coming of Christ. And I think that's how the Magi knew. The Magi came to encounter Christ, to know Jesus. And in some ways, we know this as well, too, from our own theology, that God has written this desire for, the, for himself in our own hearts. St. Augustine says, you have made us for yourselves, for yourself, and our hearts are restless 
until they rest in thee. And so when the Magi follow the star, of course there's this literal star guiding them to their destination, but in some ways too, the star is very symbolic. This star represents the deepest and authentic longings of the human heart leading them to Jesus. So if you follow the star, you follow what leads you to Jesus. And so when I think about my own life, I think about that time when I went to that school, I ask myself, what is that star that led me there, that led me to Jesus? And for me, my star was in a very interesting shape. It was in the shape of a basketball and the matrix. <laughs> so what happened was when I went, to, I checked out the school, and what happens was the, the priests, we're having this round table discussion about the matrix. And I love the matrix, but then he started talking about the philosophical underpinning behind the matrix. I was like, wow, this movie is more than just awesome action scenes. And then also as well too, at that come and see that I came, we were doing capture the flag and the flag was a basketball. And then I was, I caught the basketball and then I was running through the field and then my shoe fell off and then I was running through the mud and in order to score the point for your capture the flag, you had to put the basketball in the hoop and then I put the ball in the hoop but I got tagged at the same time. And for me, what came from that experience was the sense of adventure in this deep search for the truth. These were my stars leading me to Jesus. This was God's invisible rope pulling me towards Him. So I invite you to reflect, what is your star? What was your star? If you've never encountered Jesus yet, He's giving you a star. I invite you to think, what is that? And if you've already encountered Jesus, what were the stars that led you to that moment? You see, it's not easy, though, to follow these stars. If you know in the story, the Magi, they saw the star, but the star presumably was available to everybody else. Herod could have seen the star, the Pharisees could have seen the star, other Easterners could have seen the star. But from the text that we hear, it was only the Magi that followed this star. So why didn't everybody else see the star? Well, I would propose that there are three obstacles that prevent us from seeing or following the star. And I would say that they are distraction, attachment, and sin. See, sometimes we don't see the star because we're distracted. We're not even looking for the star at all. Charles Taylor, who writes The Secular Age, he says that, he calls this process immanentization. Because prior to the secular age, our gaze was lifted upward towards the transcendence, that there was more to this world. But now in our materialist, secular age, we're not even looking upward at all. We're looking downwards at our phones or whatever else we're looking at. And so we're distracted, so we miss the star. The other thing is attachment, where even if we could see the star, we don't even want to follow the star. And that's Herod. Herod was attached to his own power. He was so attached to his own power that he killed even his own sons and his wife because they were a potential threat to his power. And so the star wasn't something he even wanted to follow. In fact, the star was a threat to his own power. That's why he was frightened. And I would say, too, it was his sin that prevented him from seeing the star. You see, because sin weakens our will and it darkens our intellect. It prevents us from seeing clearly, from seeing the star. In some ways, we could say sin, attachment, and distraction 
are the things that make us sad. Because when we're distracted, when we don't see the star, we, don't, we aren't led to Jesus, who is the fulfillment of all our desires. And so when I reflect upon my own life again, I see the stars that led me to Jesus. But I also saw how he cleared these obstacles for me. Because at that monastery, I was cleared of my sin. I began to go to confession regularly. I was freed from my attachments. I couldn't do anything with my attachments. I didn't have any video games to play. And I was freed from the cares of the world. And I was finally able to not be distracted. I had silence in my life for the first time. And for the first time, I met Jesus. Not just as a theory or as an idea, but a real person. And I encountered the power of his love and it changed my life forever. In fact, that's where I discovered my vocation to the priesthood. And that's why I'm here today. And so my brothers and sisters, if you've never encountered Jesus, I invite you to go on the journey of the Magi, to look for your stars, to let go of sadness, of sin, attachment, and distraction, and encounter Jesus. And if you already have known Jesus, I encourage you, to go on the journey again, to go by another road. You see, that's what it says beautifully at the end of the gospel, that when the Magi encountered Jesus, they went back home by another road. It means that when you meet Jesus, your life has changed forever. You can't go back to your old way of life. And so the Christian life is a continual process of going through that over and over again. And for those of us who have encountered Jesus, God gives us new stars to know him in an even deeper way. The new star for me this year is Mary. God is inviting me to consecrate myself to Mary again so that I may come to know Jesus in an even deeper way. In fact, Mary is known as the star of the sea. She's my literal star. And so my brothers and sisters, I invite you to go on your journey to seek out your star So the star will lead you to encounter Jesus, to know the power of his love, so that you may find the fulfillment of your desires, and so that your life may be changed forever, so that you may go home by another road. I believe in God, the Father, the Creator, and Jesus Christ, His only Son, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died in the Spirit, He descended into the heaven. On the third day, He rose again from the dead. 